Hey, Jesse. Woo! Welcome back to uh, Radio Rebel. I am your host, and I'm about to give you instructions on the next morp. That's so. That's so niche. I hope someone picked up on that. Hang on. Uh. Woo! <laughs> that was a good one. I apologize for my lack of manners. Okay. Um, but I've been triggered. I've been triggered. I'm gonna get into why. I was at the gym. This is my little gym update. I like to. I like to give you guys updates on how I do at the gym. Hold myself accountable, okay? Because someone's gotta. I uh, was unfortunately in the crossfire of a gym couple. Yeah. Thank you to those who reached out. Um, thank you to those who are praying for me after I, I did have to witness a gym couple. I do appreciate it. Um, your thoughts and your prayers have truly gotten me out of this funk. Um, but yeah, I saw a gym couple and they were taking turns on like a weight machine next to me and I literally wasn't working out. I was just glaring. I was looking at them as if I was looking at zoo animals behind a glass. I was like, oh wow, that's a real documented occurrence of a gym couple and I am witnessing it firsthand. Firsthand. And they were beautiful. But I... I don't envy them because, my God, you couldn't pay me money to go with someone to the gym that I know because I get too embarrassed. And you're going to go with your significant other? My God. it's it's People are sick and psychotic. People are sick. People are messed up. Um, I've, I haven't been that close to a gym couple in my entire life. I mean, I try to avoid them. You know, you think you get to a safe space and then there they are. And um, it was it was for sure a tough afternoon. Okay, tossing and turning in bed that night, trying to find a rationale behind being like, hey, babe, want to go lift together so you can see me while I look the worst? I just think maybe we got to take it back to the source here. Okay, we need to shape up. We need to get our shit together because this cannot happen again. Okay, we can't do this. It's got to it's got to stop. It's got to stop. We all need to go to the gym like me. Stand in the corner and mind your fucking business. But God, no, these gym couples are walking in as if they're doing a charity event. As if they're like hosting a gala, you know? It's not your floor. You don't get to just have this amazing rapport the whole time you're working out and look better than all of the stupid singles who are in the gym to get in a relationship. Really? So, if you took offense to that, reevaluate, okay? You can text me if you need anything, okay? Great. So, welcome back, guys. I know that I started off a little strong there, but I am very excited about this episode because I'm going to be talking to you guys a lot about my perceptions of living in the city. I moved to the city in November. I am a local, you know, fresh off the New York City ferry, which I've ridden once. I rode that ferry once from Hoboken. Um, Little known fact, there is a train that takes me directly to a street where my apartment is on, and I thought, hey, why don't I just rip the ferry? Um, ended up, the ferry took me, um, to a different side of Manhattan that my apartment is on. A little different side. And I, uh, yeah, I had to Uber home. I had to Uber home. It was a, it was a beautiful ride. It really was. The Hudson River is just stunning. Um, it just was not, it was not the destination in mind. And I was hungover. I was wearing someone else's clothes. No, not for that reason. Trust me, you would know. But, you know, it taught me. It taught me a lot that I, I still don't really know what I'm doing. I've been here for quite a while, almost a full year, and, uh, Every day is a every day is a journey. Every day is a wordle, okay? And sometimes you get six tries and you get six strikes. Sometimes you get it on your first try. 
But my New York experience has been a complex Wordle. You know what I mean? And for those of you who don't know Wordle, um, it's like this new app that everyone is like, you just guess a word, you get six tries to guess a word, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to explain this to you. But I'm, I'm doing it for the metaphor because that's how the joke will land. But I, I realize now that as I explain it more, the comedic value is slowly drifting away. Okay? Just like my goals for being in shape by the summer. Just kind of almost got it. Ooh, just missed. Just missed. You did have sourdough bread three times a day for the past two years. Ooh, we're going to need to do a little more than work out twice. You know? <laughs> Anyway, but enough about me. Let's talk about New York City, okay? The city that never sleeps, the city made of dreams, the city where I literally stepped on a dead, bloody rat on my way to CBS. Okay? City dreams, though, babe. New York, New York. I want to wake up with a homeless man not spitting in my mouth. <sighs> Any producers out there, I can sing as well. <laughs> anyway... So I live in the West Village, like not sure if you've heard of it, it's super unique and underground and chic, like you probably don't know about it. Um, we kind of gatekeep, we gatekeep ourselves. Um, but I'm going to be honest, you know, coming, growing up in suburban, suburbia, New Jersey, where everyone was either straight or Jewish. Well, I guess those are not mutually exclusive. A lot of Jewish people, a lot of straight people. And I, I don't know why Jewish is, it's not really relevant. I'm just thinking I went to a lot of bar mitzvahs, Okay. Um, so when I moved to West Village, I just thought that everyone here was going to be gay. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, I know there's a lot of gay people here, but in my mind, I was like, it's basically a gay village. Like, no one straight is trespasses. Like, these two shall not pass if they like the opposite gender. Um, so a little bit of a rude awakening when I got here. Um, listen, it's very gay. Like, there's one street that's, like, all rainbow and, like, on my... <laughs> On my first, like, walk, I walked in front of Stonewall, which is basically where the gay right movement was started. Um, I literally, like, had the... Oh, my God, this is so gay. But I had a moment where I was standing out there, and I was like, this is it. This is where gay started. This is where, like, and I can't change even if I try. I'm going to throw... I, I threw a rock at Stonewall just to, like, you know, feel something. I started throwing rocks, just like the movement. I felt... I am a part of history. I am living in the mecca of LGBTQ plus pride. I was literally like screaming fight on to everyone that passed me. And I just, I had a little bit of a tourist moment, okay? You know, like I'm, I'm walking up to like the hot dog vendor, like love is patient, love is kind, be you baby. He's like, sir, please, you can't stand there, okay? For the last fucking time. And I'm like, okay, you got it, no worries. <laughs> I just moved here. <laughs> So I, I really, I really had a moment where I was just walking around and I was ready. I was like, this is culture. I'm a starving artist. I'm busting tables. I'm not even a waiter. I, I, I was like, this is it. This is going to be the start of something new, the start of something fresh. And the start of me finally feeling like I am in the majority. And then I walked by Village Tavern and I was like, well, that's, you know, seems like kind of like a straight bar. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> then I walked by Galway Hooker and I was like, well, that's, you know, that's another kind of pub vibe. I guess there's gay pubs. And then I realized there's a lot of straight men here. You know what I mean? And I was like, huh? Why are you guys here? I'm here. And then I realized that in New York, not everyone is an asshole. Well, okay, that seems weird. But coming from like a, a close mind, a close minded community and coming to New York where all people are accepted, 
I was ready for just like, I don't know. I thought I was going to like walk by drag queens just like casually roaming the streets smoking cigs. Um, you know what I mean? Like I woke up one morning and I was like, there's no fucking rainbow. What's what's this bullshit? What's the, it's It snows in Gay Village? My friends are like, it's called West Village, by the way. Um, and it's actually kind of insulting that you are excluding anyone who's not gay to be in this part, part of town. And I go, oh, what are you going to do? Straight? You're going to climb in? I don't know. It's kind of like reverse homophobia in some way. In some way, it's not good, but it's also like, really? What are you going to cry about it? Like, come on. It's like comparing apples to oranges. Your life is not harder than ours. You're straight, Luann. I want to kind of pivot away from talking about sexuality and whether or not people I think have rights because I don't want to get canceled seven episodes in. So I'm acclimating myself to New York, right? And there's a type of person in New York that I am not. And there are people here that are very, very, very much fitting of the stereotype. And I'm going to walk you through it. It's basically the people that know every restaurant, that know every club, that know what to do, how to dress, how to look, all that stuff. Too much to the point where it consumes them as a being. And it kind of like becomes their personality trait. I'm kind of like... I'm rooting, tooting cowboy, like, just, like, kicking it, doing me, and wherever I go, I'm just going to do that same mentality. I could be at the nicest club possible, and I would still probably put plastic babies in people's cups. And I could be at a, a, a Ruby Tuesdays in Times Square, and I would have an amazing night. You know what I mean? I guess I'm just, like, I don't know, kind of go with the flow, like, chill vibe. Um, a lot of people aren't chill here, okay? A lot of people aren't chill. I, do you know what it's like? Sometimes I like to just go on walks and I don't like feel the need to put on a pair of khakis or like, what I got to put on slacks to get a candle from Rite Aid. Yeah, by the way, don't sleep on Rite Aid candles. Sometimes I come home and I just go and peruse the aisles of Rite Aid and just sniff candles. And I just sniff them. I walk in with just vibes. I'm sniffing candles. I'm like, that is foul. I'll take one. You know what I mean? People are going, people are dropping 80 bucks on a candle. I'm like, come to Rite Aid. They got something called lavender peach orange. It smells vile, but you got to get it, you know? So they know me very well there. But I'm saying like, I don't want to have to put on a nice outfit just to go do that. I'm wearing my pajama pants and a shirt that says, fuck you. And I'm like kicking it like, whatever. It's, It's my version of being in New York. I don't want to have to carry a tote. I don't care that it matches your sunglasses from the back. I just don't want to do it. I got a pocket and that's it. I'm good. I got my mace in my back pocket, my keys in my front. We're good to go. What else do you need? Maybe Burt's Bees chapstick. And when I have multiple coffees, I got to bring some disposable wipes. Okay. So maybe I do need to carry a tote because that would save me from a lot of crises that have happened to me. You know, we're kind of looking to the future now. How can we, let's look back at everything that's happened. Let's see if we can avoid this in the future. Cause I don't want to shit my pants again on the West side highway. More to come on that. I wanted to talk about what nightlife for me has been like here. So I have been going to a lot of gay bars. Um, Gay bars are fun. Except uh, I realized one thing. Gay people are so fucking rude and mean. Like, it's like the worst gay man is like the worst straight girl for the equivalent. You know what I mean? Like, they're just so nasty and think they're better than you. And there's a lot of those in the world. But I, like, you know, like these people that weigh 80 pounds and are wearing, like, a bandana that covers their entire body somehow. And I'm rolling up like, howdy, where do we go? Where are the gays? You know what I mean? And they're just like totally not interested. And I I felt very out of place at first because I was like, this is weird. We're all supposed to be fighting the same battle, guys. Very exclusive. Very, very exclusive. There's even people at the door that will like turn you away if you don't look the part. And baby, 
what part is that? Because I can guarantee you I don't look like it. Because I don't think the the bouncer is looking for people who look like Big Bird from Sesame Street. Okay? Because between my Old Navy wardrobe and my running shoes, I look like a Muppet. There are there are some there are some places that are more welcoming and more fun. Like obviously I'm not going to generalize, but like that's been my experience and I was kind of like what the fuck. I mean, th- th- I'm just thinking of one place in particular that was like that, but the rest are fine. But so there's something about the nightlife here that is very elitist and it's not just in the gay scene, but it's everyone. And the problem is that everyone in New York contributes to how elitist it is. I don't care how expensive and how bougie and how exclusive the club you're at is in. You know what I mean? We're both drinking tequila sodas. Does it really fucking matter where you're drinking it? Because you're probably paying $20, whereas I'm drinking it out of a bucket. And I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I just, there's something about how elitist the club, oh, you're not going, you didn't get in there? Oh, you're not going to this place? Like, no. And who cares? We're all going out to drink. Why do we have to, we're 22 and 23 years old. Why do we have to get into this VIP table section just to flex how much money you have? That's probably not even yours. I just don't get it. Like, why? Like, listen, it's fun. It's fun to go try new places. But if you're going to a place because you want to show that you've been to that place on social media, it's like, that's seek psychological help. Seek it. It's good. It helps. Trust me. I'm working on that. We're about at the halfway point before it starts helping me. We're getting there, you know? And... I don't know. I mean, and there's something, there's also something to be said about like, regardless of where you go out, you're going to be spending a shit ton of money. So why not try and be a little bit more economically sound? Because if you're like me, when you go out, you have like one sip of a drink. Suddenly everyone in the bar is your best friend. Suddenly the bitch with blonde hair over there needs to take a shot with you. You're buying. I literally went to a game watch. I bought like 13 Corona buckets for like people I didn't even know. I was like, you need a bucket of Corona. What's it, What's your name, by the way? Okay, great. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm saying like, I can't afford to go to these places because I don't have um, control over who I buy drinks for. No one buys drinks for me also. Can we start returning the favor? Because if you live in the West Village, there's a, there's a very fair chance that I might've gotten you a bucket of Corona lights this past weekend. So kudos to you guys. And so the broader picture of nightlife is a little bit about the culture of New York. And I feel like there's two, like it's like a house divided. And I feel like I fall into this category of like, yes, I live in New York now, but I don't feel like I am a native New Yorker. Like, I'm not going to give birth on the subway and like ha- name my child Metro Line. You know what I mean? Like, and there's some people who are like so elitist and gatekeepy about New York that kind of think in their own minds that they dominate the city in terms of like where people go out to dinner. Like, who get? no one gives a fuck. So it's very divided and it's a weird dynamic when those two clash, you know? Um, something about the city is like, you always got to have plans. Let's just fucking vibe. Let's just go on a walk and get lost. I did that once. I had to Uber home. I had to take an Uber home. Okay. Couldn't find, couldn't figure it out. I even had the maps up. And let me tell you something. The shame I have when I have to check city mapper when I'm walking somewhere, I will like glance at it as if I'm like embarrassed to not know where this random restaurant in little Italy is. Like as if I can't just like smell the dirt and figure out because I live in New York, I'd be like, it's about two paces left. You know what I mean? Like it's, why why am I ashamed of that? Oh, because there are people out there who are going to be like, you don't know where that is. You don't know how to even take the time. Shut up. Yeah, I don't know how to get there. Okay. But I mean, I like to figure it out. It's fun to kind of get lost. I love going on walks. Going on walks is like my favorite thing to do because you just get to like people watch. 
And um, there's a lot of hazards in New York when you're walking that you didn't really have to deal with in suburbia. Like when you're trying to cross a bike lane, you're basically playing Frogger, okay? There's like high speed guys with Uber Eats deliveries just gunning it, gunning it. And um, well, this is actually kind of hard to share, but when I was in high school, I was literally hit head on by a biker like completely hit head on. I was crossing the street in Times Square leading a group of people and I was like, guys, you can follow me across this way. Look to my left, there's a bike literally gearing right towards me. I don't even think I had time to scream before we collided. I went down, he stayed up somehow. Kind of makes sense. Here's the rub. Cut to about four years later, right? I'm getting out of an Uber. I slam open my door and I go, huh, I don't remember there being a curb there. I hit an Uber Eats biker with my door. An Uber Eats biker. They were they went launched off their bike. They were like four feet ahead of the car. You know who that biker was? Jada Pinkett Smith. So I do want to formally address and say my apologies to Chris Rock. Was not that was uncalled for behavior, and I hate to think that it started with me. I really hope that we can get a Madagascar four. If we can look apart our differences for the common good of another Madagascar movie. I think the world would be a better place. You may say I'm a dreamer. God, imagine living, imagine spending an hour in my head. Can you imagine that? Imagine that? Yeah, you can. And I will say my favorite place to walk is along the West Side Highway. The West Side Highway is basically along the Hudson River. And I, like, it took me about a month to realize it wasn't just the road. Like, if I, I saw the road and I didn't realize there's a giant path right behind the road, you just have to cross the street. And I was like, ah, I guess I guess it's not real. So I figured it out and I walked there a lot. And it's so fun because it's literally like the hottest people of all time. And then I just sit on a bench and like pretend to be reading and I just like stare at people. It's so fun. Oh, that sounds very creepy. But it's, you know, everyone's doing it. And everyone's kind of like breaking down emotionally on the West Side Highway. They're going for a run because they hate themselves. They're going through a breakup. One time I was walking and there's like these piers that go out into the Hudson. You can see Hoboken or, whatever, or Newark or I don't fucking know, Pennsylvania. Don't ask me. And there was this woman just literally screaming, like, like screaming over the railing, like just moaning, screaming. And I was like, girl, I wanted to go up there and just scream with her and just let it out. Because that's what that's what sometimes we need. Living in this city has taught me a lot about how to bottle things up and you need a release. So if you got to go keel over at the West Side Highway dock and just scream into oblivion, kudos. No one in New York is going to judge you for it. Because we're all thinking it. You're just brave enough to actually do it. Because when I do it in my apartment, I get a noise complaint. So you got to go to the water. You got to scream it so everyone in Hoboken can hear you. Okay? I, I, I love that woman. You know who that woman was? Michelle Obama. Yeah. Michelle Obama. And she said, hey, remember when I did that thing where you couldn't watch TV and you had to go outside and play? And I said, yeah. And I've never forgiven you since. And I probably never will. And she said, clearly, it did not work. And I said, I go to the gym four times a week. And she said, what gym? Because I want to do a full investigation into if their machines work or not. And I said, screw you. And then we talked it out. And we ended up being fine. Weird encounter, though. But yeah, I have like a, I have like a weird emotional moment every time I go to the West Side Highway. Something about water. Like, I'm kind of like... This is my version of Moana. It's like, picture me, like, kind of drunk, like, on a mid-Sunday afternoon, just, like, hobbling over and just, like, staring at the disease-ridden Hudson, singing, like, How Far I'll Go. That's, like, Moana for, like, New York, you know? It's 
I'm Moana. I'm just kind of screaming at like the dead fish. One time I took a picture and sent to my friends and said, look at the Statue of Liberty. They, um, it was a random building. It was not the Statue of Liberty. It was a really blurry building. I thought it was the Statue of Liberty. I stared at that thing for like at least a half hour. And then when someone showed me where it was, other side of where I was looking, complete 180. So I sent my friends a zoomed in picture of a blurry building and they were like, hey, um, we're worried about you, little guy. We're a little bit concerned about that. You thought that that was a Statue of Liberty. It's a pretty well-known landmark and you sent us a building. And I said, you're being homophobic. And they said, you can't use that every time you want to disagree with someone. And I said, watch me. But let me tell you something. Living here is actually crazy. Because, like, there are things that I've become so accustomed to that I just, like, stop thinking about how fucking terrifying it is. The fact that when I go to the subway, I stand against a pole because I'm scared that someone's going to try and murder me by pushing me in front of a subway. Oh my god. I guess we're figuring out why someone would want to push me in front of a subway car. But it's like, I, I have this, I have this app city. Well, I'm not like, I'm explaining this app as if it's like very niche. It's like the, what is it, Citizen app? Where basically they tell you like, they tell you what, what crimes are happening in your area. And like, it'll be like a, a beautiful Friday afternoon. And it'll be like, hi, seven feet away, someone was brutally stabbed. Break in in a your apartment building, and I'm like, well, what unit are they walking to? It, it's like, I'm scared that one day I'm going to get a message with a picture that says, rare spotting of Bigfoot right outside the fried chicken restaurant on Leroy Street. And I'm going to be like, fuck, that's me. It's just an oversized sweatshirt, okay? But I'm like, literally like falling fast asleep to like police sirens and notifications that someone's being murdered a neighborhood away. And I'm like, the city of dreams, baby. The Big Apple, everyone can take a bite. <laughs> but it's it's just crazy. My Sophia, the producer of this podcast, lives in a building where the elevators don't work. They don't work. There's 60 floors in her building. She was like, do you want to come over? I was like, no, I do not. At all, actually. Walking up 40 flights of stairs to what? See you? Like, listen, love you, girl. I ain't doing that for anything. If you told me that I had a horrible disease and I would either stay on the ground floor and die or have to walk up 40 flights to get the cure, I'd be like, all right, let me call my loved ones. I'm not going up there. Hell no. I'm kidding. I'm obviously being very dramatic as per usual, but it's fucking crazy that that's like someone's life in New York. I feel like this is coming off in a way of like me trying to speak on behalf of all New Yorkers. Like, that's not true. I'm just explaining my personal experience and making fun of people that think like New York is like a adjective. New York is a city, guys. You're not any more New York than I am. It's a place. You just, we all live here, you know? We're all breathing the same disease-ridden air. So don't tell me how to live in New York and I won't tell you how to live in New York. I'll just tell you what you're doing wrong and your flaws as a character. And that's completely different, okay? But I am for sure enjoying myself. I'm, you know, dating life not too great right now. Um, was anticipating, you know, it's like that cycle where in high school they say you're going to meet him in college. And college is say you literally, oh my God, this city is out there. It is huge. And you are going to find someone as soon as you get there. Hey, hi, me again. <laughs> Been about eight months. So when's that going to, you know. That whole thing where I meet the person when I move to the city. When's that going to happen? You know? And they're like, oh, you got to go out more. Hey, I go out every weekend. So, you know, I'm 
Are you on the apps? Yep, all the apps. I'm on all the apps, for sure. For sure, yep, yep, yep. Um, And the thing is, like, every night, every night of the week, there's people on dates on my block. And I literally, like, God, why not me? I remember last episode when I told you I was asked on a date and then unasked, like, an hour before? Really? Couldn't they just have called me a slur? That would have been easier. I would have been like, all right. You know what I mean? But I, was, I, I got, I showered and changed. People are, if he's listening to this, fuck you, Derek. That's his name, Derek. Yeah, Derek, I'm calling you out, bitch. <laughs> Want to get drinks tonight? God, it's so embarrassing. I really do it to myself, don't I? But I don't know, dating in New York is just not a thing. Like everyone, like, you know what bothers me? I got a lot of straight girlfriends, right? And they're like, oh, there's no one on Hinge for me. I like, oh, can I see your Hinge? There's like 75 plus people that like them. And uh, and they're like, well, they're all ugly. I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Also, here's another thing that happened. Someone made, this random person made a TikTok of him scrolling through his Hinge feed, just like Xing people, right? I was one of the profiles. I like in the TikTok that is now going viral. I was one of the profiles that he X passed. By the way, it was a fire flames picture of me. Yeah, I look great. I look real damn good. It was golden hour. I was sitting on the beach. Had a great haircut. I looked good. So I guess I'm a little confused as to why he X me. I, I'm not worried. I'm not thinking about it. Obviously, I just I don't know. Then I got people telling me God's real. He's going to set me up with the perfect match. Oh, God's real? Great. Can I, can I love to hop on a quick Zoom if he's around. You know, if he's real and all and has time for everyone. I'd love to, you know, send him an Evite for a calendar meeting or something. That'd be great. Just to, like, clear some things up. You know, got a lot to ask of him. Capital H-I-M. <laughs> okay, let's get into what the takeaway. What's the biggest thing to take away from this episode? I guess if you see me around, check in. I'm kidding. I'm I'm fine. I'm enjoying my time here. But I think like everyone emotionally is in a weird place in New York and we're kind of like breaking even. Like we have a great weekend. Monday is like the lowest point in our entire week. And um, I think we all could be a little bit nicer to each other, you know, as I just spent 30 minutes making fun of people I didn't like. I'm just saying in general, we can all internally judge, make fun of everyone. But you know what? Maybe give someone on the street a smile. Don't be a prick. Hold a door. I don't know. Moving to a city doesn't get rid of your problems, but it does force you to deal with them, or else you'll go bankrupt trying. So I think let's be nicer. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's check in on our friends. We're all in a weird time right now. Everyone living in the city, it gets isolating, regardless of who you are. So I think there's something to be said about some sort of commonality in living in the city. And I'm not saying you have to promise 19 people that you're going to get lunch with them. Let's stop promising lunch and dinner because none of us actually want to do it. We just do it. Um, let's just, you know, call a friend. Not even call. God, that sounds horrible. Text. You know what you do? You get wine drunk and you swipe up on their Insta story. That's that's how I connect with old friends. You get a little tipsy and you just send like a heart. That's, the, that's what we got to start doing. Let's all get a little wine drunk and respond to people from middle school. That are posting stories that have nothing to do with you. And you have to swap and be like, I just wanted you to know, sixth grade camp would have been nothing without you by my side. And I think about you every day. That's what I do when I get hammered. People, And then the next morning I'm like, oh my god, why did I talk to my art teacher from third grade? 
Why'd I FaceTime her daughter? I don't know her. It's just, it's one of those things. And I think I'm excited for New York. This is a new chapter in my life where I'm taking it by the apple. (laughs) I will say if any representatives from Uber Eats or DoorDash are listening to this, can you please deactivate my account? It is for my own sake. I need I need it to be deactivated. I don't want access to it. I don't want to know that it's still an app. I, I, I can't know that. Because I've tried deleting the app from my phone and changing and like Xing out all my card history. Oh, bitch. I'll find a way. When a Crunchwrap Supreme is on the line, you bet your ass I'll find a way to get it back. I, I need it to be gone. I need to, I need, maybe we can go to the Apple store, wipe my phone, just wipe it. I, I just, I need it, I need to not do that anymore, okay? I don't like this era of ordering food. I don't like it. But in New York, there's a bodega on every fucking five steps. So I'm like, I, 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 I just, I need it to stop, maybe. I need, I need it to end. I need to find peace. I need peace. So, takeaways. Let's be nicer to each other. Let's think about how we're doing. Let's check in on ourselves. Let's send drunk texts to people from our past. And let's just be a little bit nicer to each other and to ourselves. Because we can't afford, living in a city like New York, to be mean to ourselves as well. Because there's already a lot of people out here. Uh, A homeless man screamed in my face on the subway. About two inches from my face, I had AirPods in. like For like 30 seconds. And I thought, you know what? Thank you. You know who that homeless man was? Kenny Ortega. Kenny Ortega. And he said, I want you to be in High School Musical 4. So, I guess more to come on that. Guys, this has been such a delight. I love talking about New York. And, um, you know, let me know what else you want me to talk about in the future. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next Tuesday. Momo. Undiagnosed nose. Nose.